0: We want to be happy. In fact, that desire influences every decision we make. We ask, well, what, what will make me the happiest? What, what can I do or get or eat or experience to be happier? It's why we, we spend so much, why we work so much, why we block people so much, why we pursue and fight and complain so much. It's why we're overworked, overstressed, indebted, unsettled, unsatisfied, and ultimately, empty and miserable. See what started as a pursuit of happiness has become an empty quest to satisfy our ever increasing appetites. So what do we do? Well, the answer is simple, but most of us aren't even willing to try it. So let's talk about it together. We've been promised that consumerism is the way to the happiness we all want, right? That we will find happiness and fulfillment through consuming products and services. But as we saw in the last episode, that really only creates a miserable, unending cycle of fear and dissatisfaction. So if we really want to be happy, we have to kill consumerism before it kills us. But the question is how? How do we do that? Like once we decide we're done with mindlessly and selfishly consuming, what do we do instead? Great question. Now Jesus actually offered something better, something more than consumerism. But what he offered is so countercultural, so counterintuitive that few people have actually found it. But those who have are probably the happiest, most fulfilled people you've ever met. And the truth is people followed Jesus, because Jesus promised to make them happy, right? He said things like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, but through me, I will give you real life. And he said, I have come that to give them life and life to the fullest. That sounds like happiness to me. A full life sounds pretty happy, right? And he said he was bringing the kingdom of God. He was ushering it in, that he was the king bringing in this new kingdom. And he accepted people who weren't accepted. He defended people who were defenseless, he empowered the marginalized in their society, and then he fed 5,000 of those people out of almost nothing. And so these people thought he would bring prosperity and peace. They thought he was the Messiah that was going to come and expel Rome from their land. There were thousands of people wanting to follow Jesus, so he said, great, Great. I, I would love for you to follow me. You want to be happy and follow me? Awesome. Come and do it. But here's what that really means. And I want to look at that. I want to hear what he, when he says, here's what it really means and see what it, what he's saying. Because what we're going to find is what we really need isn't another product to consume, but a new life to give. And here's what he said. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, So first he says if any of you wants to be my follower if you want to be my follower if meaning it's a choice see being a follower of jesus is the result of a deliberate conscious choice and here's what's cool he said if anyone anyone in the greek means anyone if anyone wants to follow jesus welcomes any and every person who is willing to make that choice to be his follower to which they probably said, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So, so what's next? And Jesus says, well, anyone can choose to follow me with this one condition. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. Jesus says, you want to find happiness? You want to find the life I'm offering in my kingdom? then give up your own way. Other translations say, deny yourself. And he says, crucify yourself daily, take up your cross daily and be following. It's an ongoing thing, be following me. And we're like, wait, what? At least for us, we're kind of like, well, that's, that's weird and, and kind of interesting, take up your cross daily, but we've kind of heard it, right? But for the original listeners, they're like, whoa, Jesus, that's disgusting. Like that's super offensive. I, Jesus, I, that's a little unneeded. Like this is, he's using extreme, vivid imagery of, of crucifixion, which was a humiliating and excruciating, which is a word that comes from the word crucifixion, form of, of terror, of, of punishment that was used by the Romans to keep these people under their control. And he's saying, you need to do that daily if you want to be my follower. He's saying, if, if we want to find life, if we want to escape empty consumerism, that cycle of it, we need to completely get rid of what is making us choose that path. Our selves, our self. See, killing consumerism starts with the death of self. He literally says, disown your self. See, Jesus knows the greatest enemy to our true happiness, the greatest enemy to the life he offers is self. So he says, reject it. Refuse to associate it, crucify it, kill it. So to be his follower, to kill consumerism, to find real happiness, we must willingly crucify ourself daily. And that's more than what we think it is, right? We're like, oh, I need to bear my cross. Bearing our cross, carrying our cross daily, is not like giving up some type of habit or or desire or that extra scoop of ice cream. It's not just stopping from ourselves from sleeping around or, or just caring about our preferences about how church is supposed to be done. See, taking, our cross, taking up our cross daily is willingly, humbly sacrificing ourselves for God and others. It's choosing a life that is bigger than ourselves, a life that's not for us, but for those around us. It's not just putting up with things we don't like, but actually living a life of joyfully sacrificing our personal ambition, time, leisure, possessions, wealth, and pleasure to actively love God and others daily. See, the difference is a consumer says, I deserve this. What can I get from you? But a Jesus follower says, you matter. What can I give to you? We're talking about this daily sacrifice. We're not just talking about those great moments of sacrifice, right? I would die for Jesus or I love my family so much, I would die for them. What we're actually talking about is a life lived in constant awareness of following Jesus by serving others. See, following Jesus means his priorities become mine. I'm building his kingdom, not my own. It means Jesus isn't just doesn't just become part of your life. Like, yeah, I do this, this, and this, and I follow Jesus. doesn't even mean that he becomes the center of your life. Like, I'm a Jesus follower, and and then I kind of do all these other things too. No, it means Jesus becomes your life. Jesus, and the kingdom of God, becomes the ruling principle, the ruling passion of your life. Not satisfying that self. See, we can't follow Jesus and still have self as the dominant controlling factor of our life. Why? Because as Jesus said, we can't serve two masters. See, if your life is devoted to serving self, then there's no room for Jesus. You can't worship Jesus and yourself at the same time. See, if we really dig into it, consumerism is simply worshiping yourself. Because at the heart of consumerism is this phrase of I deserve to have everything I want. I am so great. I deserve to have everything I want. And so I will devote my life. I will sacrifice everything else in my life to make myself happy. You basically become your own idol. We think like, what does my self, like you have this idol of self, what does my self want? What does my self need? What can I do to appease and satisfy myself? And the result, emptiness, boredom, unsatisfaction, and ultimately misery. In fact, studies have actually been shown, and we'll have a link in the show notes that the more we try to make ourselves happy, the more we pursue our own happiness, the less happy we actually are. See, that's why we can buy book after book about how to be happy and and do as much self-care as possible and really only need to do more and more, read more and more books. But the more we pursue a life for others, the more we have a passion for others, the more we stop pursuing what we want, the happier we actually are. So Jesus says, You have to, we have to disown. We have to kill our self that is trying to control, that's actually trying to ruin our lives with its unending appetite for more. Great, but how? Like, how do we actually do that? I mean, this makes sense, right? I mean, science even points to it, that if we just live for ourselves and we're selfish, we won't be happy. But how do we actually kill that self? We get this, right? We know it's better to, to give than to receive, which also comes from Jesus. I mean, let's be honest sacrificing our lives daily it sounds kind of awful, right? Like we all know it's good, but I mean, at least with with consumerism, I get some cool stuff. And if I keep trying to deny myself and and pick up my cross daily, I might feel like a good person for a bit, but that kind of really only lasts for so long. Eventually, I'm just going to end up exhausted, resentful, and bored. And I won't have anything I want. Well, Jesus answers that. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. See, the ability to kill consumerism comes from finding our life in Jesus. Because when we find our life in Jesus, we find something so much bigger, so much more valuable, more impactful, more durable than just searching for our own happiness. If we try to just grasp and hang on to what, what we think we want and we just keep trying to make ourself happy and comfortable, what we really end up with is, is no life. If we become the focus of our life, then we really don't have a life. We're just alone and empty, nothing to show for our time. We won't experience true life either now or in the next life. But if we release our grip, and we let go of trying to get whatever we can to make ourselves happy, and we choose to follow Jesus by living for others, we choose to seek his kingdom above all else, we will experience true life now and forever. We'll experience true peace and purpose and joy and and a life of motivation and, and belonging and comfort. Look, being a Jesus follower is not about what we have to do. It's about who we can be and who we get to be and then what we get to do because of who we are and what we get to do. is so much better and greater than what we could ever do. Just pursuing our own happiness. See, when we stop trying to find life in what we consume and we find life in who Jesus is and what he's making us into, what he's doing in the world, we actually find purpose. We find meaning every day. And we become much bigger than, than our own little worlds together. See, we is much more fulfilling and enduring than just me. I mean, think about it. What do you want your obituary to say? Right? Like here, you know, here was John Sulla, a consumer who grasped at and, and fought for and fought over every little promise he could find of happiness or Here's John Silva, a giver who denied himself and lived for something greater, who lived for the kingdom of God and made a difference in the world and the lives of his family and his friends. How do you want to be remembered? So we have a choice. You, listening and watching, have a choice. Who are you going to be? It's really two choices. Are you going to be a consumer or a Jesus follower? And you might say, well, come on, John, like my, you are so like intense, like relax. It, these, this really is, it's just the way things are, right? It's capitalism and consumerism. Like this is just the world and, and the culture we live in. Do you really think I or we can, can actually change one of the deepest, most entrenched aspects of our entire culture? I'm not trying to change all of American culture. All I'm trying to do right now is show you who you can be. If you choose to be. How you can transform every day of your life and transform the lives of those around you. See, we might not change the world, but we can change many worlds around us. So really, I have two questions for you. First question, what if Jesus wasn't exaggerating? What if Jesus actually means what he said? I know, I kick against it too and I try to find loopholes and like, well, that could kind of mean like we're willing to give up things. We don't really have to. What if he actually meant what he said He's not exaggerating? But killing consumerism, following Jesus, and finding true life, it takes more than just lip service. More than just going through the motions or trying to be nice. Second question. If Jesus wasn't exaggerating, what have you, if you call yourself a Jesus follower, what have you given up to follow Jesus? Think about it. If following Jesus doesn't propel us into a completely different way of living, then something's wrong. So if you're ready to be done consuming, you're ready to take the path that is so much less traveled. If you're ready to just take that first step of a new path, here's some homework. This week, read Mark 10, 17 through 31. We call it the, the story of the rich young ruler, what Jesus said about what it takes follow him. Read that. And then pray this, Jesus, what do I need to give up pursuing for myself? How can I follow you today? It's one day at a time, one step at a time. Consumer or follower. We can be one or the other. Those are our only two choices. One is based on grasping and striving and only leads to to empty purposeless, really a, a half-life. The other is based on giving and trusting and leads to true life now and forever. Imagine what would the world be like if instead of trying to find more happiness and in, in buying and consuming better cars and, and houses and going to better schools and getting better phones, we took Jesus seriously and chose to deny ourselves for the good of those in our lives. What would change? What would happen to to foster care in our city? What would happen to the care for our our unsheltered neighbors? What would happen to crime? What would happen to your neighborhood, to, to your workplace? What would happen to your family if that was your mindset? What would your world be like if you were free from finding value in what you have and found life and meaning and purpose and happiness in who you follow? We find true life when we give up our lives to follow Jesus. here's what's happening at Cross Creek. We have two get-togethers in March and two in April. Check your calendar, but they're the second and fourth Sundays of the month. Youth Connect is only on March 6th this month because of spring break. And thanks so much for being for Avamir and donating six bags of much-needed clothing. Mark your calendar for Easter Eve. It's happening Saturday, April 16th. See you soon.